your feet, everybody. That right there is a Deborah pour. <laughs> Damn near half the bottle. Can't be wasting time on refilling. <laughs> we run the business. We not have time. <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> we pre-gamed. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 uh what episode is this five? This is five. Holy shit! Halfway to ten. Oh my god. Yeah. <gasps> Dang. What? We just missed having the fifth episode on like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, but you know, Cinco de Mayo is meant for. Well, act- next year it'll be on Cinco de Mayo. But also, I think like Cinco de Mayo is like meant for celebration. Out like celebrate? in a Mex like in a Mexican restaurant with margaritas. True. We could you have know, margaritas. Maybe we can look into margaritas in the future. Yeah, just like that margarita mix that you started making us drink at the beginning of COVID that got everybody sick. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was built different at that time. You were. You were. I was like, oh, okay. Worst thing over you ever had the next day. I'd be like, here, Katie, just put it on some ice. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> oh. That's, That's how what you I don't know. know. That's never. how you know. <laughs> put it on some ice. Fine. I remember me and Jasmine taking a swig of that. We just looked at each other like, okay. <laughs> Girl, I was running to the Piggly Wiggly on the regular to restock. I know. You, like, thought it was the best thing since sliced bread at the beginning of it. I just knew I found me a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Deborah, <laughs> what are we drinking tonight? Oh, girl, what are we drinking? Okay, so, again, we did not get the same wine, but we both got Merlot's. But that's fine, because I feel like it's more interesting, you know? Two wines in one episode. There's Uh, only so much we can do. Hey. Plus, you don't have a Trader Joe's. It just makes it hard. Um, It does. Mm -hmm. And Dallas roads are really scary. Like, I don't want to go anywhere, like, farther than three minutes from my house. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's ever been to Dallas. Or even Texas, for that matter. Stay away. But... (laughs) The roads there are public funding, and so it, what that means is a pothole is a pothole until the people pay for it, mm-hmm. and not only that, but you can definitely tell that men decided the, the highways and the interstates and the roads that go through Texas because you get off of an exit, then you have to turn onto a street just to pretty much take a U-turn to get back on where you just took an exit off of on the opposite way, like going the opposite way to get to where you're going on the next exit down. It's an absolute shit show. Lanes just be disappearing. Like, 
lands will just straight up disappear. Uh, if you die, you die. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're getting onto the interstate, it just goes straight into another lane. Like there's no there's no time to slowly merge. It's like hurry up and get over, or else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also yeah. at full speed. Yeah, and like unless you've lived in Dallas or really anywhere in Texas for a while, you don't know what the hell is going on. But like, even if you are here for a while, you're just always surrounded by people that don't know what the fuck's going that's on. So you're true. never safe. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You got a point there. No safe um, vibes. Yeah. So I so I'm drinking. Uh, hold on here. I gotta turn <laughs> this thing around. Uh. Merlot. Merlot. It's from Columbia Valley. <laughs> 2018. My country. <laughs> my, con- my country to Colombia. That's, that's my uh, Sofia Vergada. Vergada? Who knows? Who knows? Let me, let me how, how, do you, how would you say it? Vergara? I don't even remember. That's some sort of shit. Vergara. Sofia Vergara. Silverado. Oh my god. What was that? Was that a commercial? Oh, yes, the commercial that guy, he was like, come on down and get your Chevy Silverado. Where were we? We were at the um, Christmas uh, lights. Oh, yeah, in uh, Callaway. Yes. In yes. Georgia. Yes. Silverado. Deborah and I have taken a little bit uh, too many trips together, so we got to figure <laughs> out which one we're necessarily talking about. What are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking Apothic. It was like the only Merlot that Walgreens had. Um. I don't expect much from Walgreens wine section, but dang, they could have had more than one Merlot. Well, that might be asking too much. I guess so. It's fine. I got a plush animal, too, so I guess I'm not doing too bad. What do they call the squishmallow or what are they called? Squishmallow? Like a marshmallow? So squish? Yeah, mellow. You're right. (laughs) Squishmallow. (laughs) Reading is hard. It is. It is. (laughs) It really is. <laughs> Deborah, what are you happy to whine about this week? Oh, okay. So I'm happy to whine about the fact that I went to LA this past weekend and saw Dave Chappelle live, which was amazing. But I'm whining about it because literally it was like two nights before that guy ran up on stage with that Looney Tunes ass gun. Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would have loved to see him get stomped the fuck out. That would have made, that would have made my existence. Hi, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's oh. just, you know, here on the lap. Little co-host. Uh, yeah, co-host <laughs> Belly Bean, my cat. Um, hello. You were being a little needy tonight. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, she's moving the microphone. That's okay. That's okay, Belly. Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm happy to whine about Botox. I'm so happy because my forehead is fucking frozen. Love it. <laughs> However, when I had to go back to work, I attracted some attention because it looked like uh, it looked like at least 
five to six bees had stung the shit out of my forehead. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was, and my doctor was like, don't, don't hate me until two weeks after this. I was like, I know how this works. I get it. Like, you don't <laughs> have to. I'm true to this. And he was so appalled. I mean, I, I, well, maybe ne- appalled isn't necessarily the right word. But he was shocked that I had been getting Botox for two years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, they tell you that you have to start getting Botox at 25. I'm just an overachiever, and I decided <laughs> to start at 23. <laughs> so I guess we should taste our wine. Yeah, let's let's do it. As if we haven't been pre-gaming for the last hour. Let's well, I was drinking my rosé, but that probably will affect my rating. Let's see. Okay, you go first. Okay. Oh, oh, I just took a whiff. Ooh, ooh, it smells so bad. <laughs> Oh shit, I got nauseous. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sephra! <laughs> Ooh! Because is... I licked the cork yeah. when I opened it, and I like almost gagged. And I assumed it was mm-hmm. just the cork, but shit, it might be the wine. Alright, hold on. You shouldn't have licked the tip. Now I know. Have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God. Okay, okay. Y'all never struggle it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so bad. Is it's it bad? So bad. It's is disgusting. It, is it old? I don't think so. I think it's just nasty. Oh. it's The description <laughs> is plush and jammy. Like toe jam, maybe. This shit is nasty. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, don't buy a pop. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't buy a pop. I'm not convinced that you should buy anything by them. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, rating would be like a negative two out of ten. You go ahead, Katie. What's your rating? <laughs> tastes like tastes like um the milk of wine. How much like <laughs> like uh like uh you know when you got a bad tummy ache and you you just need some milk. Uh-huh. He needs some milk. That's what this wine is like. <laughs> okay. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Mine don't taste like uh, yours does. Yeah, this is bad. Belly. Bro. Belly. Just, she's just all up in my cords right now. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, y'all. I need to stop talking about my cat so much. My pussy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, y'all. So I just gave up on that one. I'm back to my rose. <laughs> We're not doing a second rating of that one. Jason, no, thank you. I I don't want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Deborah and I, well, as you guys probably all know, there's so much that's about to come out on Bravo. Like Beverly Hills, they just announced that um, Southern Charm is coming out soon. They also showed. Um, a quick clip of Winter House at the very end of Summer House, uh, the season finale mm-hmm. of Summer House. So there's a lot of stuff that's coming up. Uh, and then not only that, but Bachelor in Paradise will be coming out this year. So we're we're definitely about to get into more of a busy schedule. And um, we've kind of been toying around with maybe doing two episodes, depending on how much is on our plate. But this is the first time that we'll be covering three episodes. The Courtship, 
uh, Summer House and Real Housewives of Atlanta. We are mm-hmm. so excited about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Woo. Definitely one of my favorite franchises of the Real Housewives. Um, that and Potomac. Those are my two favorite. And then mm-hmm. I would say that New York is my favorite, but only when Dorinda's back. So New York <laughs> is not my favorite. It was it was the worst thing I'd ever watched on television last season, but we won't get into that. So, Deborah, do we want to start with the courtship? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Let's, yeah, let's dive in. So it starts out as it usually does, like them just discussing the last farewell ball. Um, so Miss Remy is talking about that with her court, and she is just she can't stop talking about how amazing Chapman is. Mm. And I'm just sitting there like, baby girl, he gotta go. He has Ain't to it. go. So then, <laughs> almost immediately, the next scene, it goes to the boys, and it's just Lincoln telling all the guys, Lincoln's Chapman, telling all the guys that he just isn't ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I hate to see it. So, but, it's announced that they're going to have this, um, what do they call it? Strength. Yeah, Festival of Strength. Mm-hmm. I think they're just, like, reaching at this point. Um, it kind of needs mm-hmm. to be, like... We're eliminating two each week. It's not that way, but it needs to be because now we're just reaching for things to do with these guys, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just like the short of it, Cones really shows his personality and his dad bod in this competition. Um, mm-hmm. He finds <laughs> out that he's uh, more, sh- he's stronger than what he thought he was. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. And, uh, you know, we, we got to see Mr. Hunter's body, which is always a plus. <laughs> Bless. I love how Cones was like hanging on Hunter's abs in the beginning. <laughs> he was like, his, like abs his abs have abs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he ended up like, Cones ended up winning. Or not like the overall thing, but he ended up like beating a couple of people. Yeah. Like, um, he, even, yeah like, he ended up beating Hunter. Yeah. That was crazy. And he beat Judge. He beat like the two like, you would think Bigger would win. Guys. Yeah. And that's what it means, ladies and gentlemen. Stamina is far better than strength. Yes, we got to win for the dad bods. That's right. So, um our our um honestly, I have a new appreciation for Miles who is Mr. Nazir, uh mm-hmm. the one that speaks uh, as the the narrator says the basic French. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, thought that was that. hysterical. <laughs> uh, so he he wins, and I wasn't very happy about it until I saw what he did with his alone time with Nicole, which was stir the pot. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. He pretty much told Nicole, "Hey, Lincoln has been pretty vocal about not wanting to get married uh-huh. and not wanting to give up his van life, which means, aka, not a queen size bed with sheets life. He wants to stay homeless." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so Miles lets Nicole know on their little one-on-one. Um, then they go to the after party of, like, the overall Festival of Strength. All the guys are there. And Hunter finds Miss Remy. And he, like, basically confronts her. He's like, hey, I just kind of want to know why I was on the last, like, farewell card. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean? Like, y'all she had already a told you. Right before that. Yeah, and she told you during. Like, y'all had a discussion right before, and you were extremely lackluster. 
that you didn't want to talk to her about anything she was asking you about. Mm-hmm. And he still, uh, even during that conversation, did not want to speak or didn't really want to open up. Yeah, it was like pulling teeth, you know. Like, I hate to see it because, like, I mean, maybe he did go through something that sucks. But, like, now is not the time to not open up, you know. Yeah, and I thought she made that pretty clear, but that's okay. So, Nicole gets um, to take one guy on a date, and she chooses Bokikio to go on a date. Yeah, they have, like, a little spa date. (laughs) And they start the spa date, you know, they put on their robes. And he immediately starts talking about how he isn't ready for proposal. Even though he was just telling her that he was ready for proposal. But that was just him sticking his chest out in front of other guys. That was all that was. But whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, she calls him out on it. But then he starts doing his, like, his thing where he charms her. And Uh she immediately lets it go. And I'm like, oh. God, you know, her, she's starting, I think I said this like an episode or two ago. She's not starting to annoy me. She's annoying me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to understand why ratings are plummeting because it's like, <laughs> what the hell? No, I was saying the same thing uh, later in the episode. I was like, this makes sense as to why ratings are going down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So pretty much all... You know, Miles tells Nicole, hey, Lincoln is pretty much not here for what he says he's here for. Mm-hmm. So after Bokikio and her have their spa day, mm-hmm. she pretty much takes matters into her own hands and she goes into the parlor where the guys are mm-hmm. um, and where they're residing. And she, this is the first time that she's ever kind of like interrupted their time. And she straight up tells, like, Lincoln, who is also Chapman, that she needs to talk to him. Yeah. So she confronts him. Um, She lets him know that one of the guys told her that he's scared of commitment and he doesn't want to give up his lifestyle. Um, And, girl, like, he don't know what to say. Like, he doesn't deny any of it, which, I mean, he can't. Um, But she, like, asked him, she's like, do you even want to be here? Yep. Girl, he didn't even answer. Like I he, had the he same didn't thing. even know. He didn't even know if he wanted to be there. And he proceeded to say, I want monogamy and I want to fall in love, but I don't want to slow down. It's like that's not I mean she calls him out on it. She's like, mm, that's not love. Yeah. I don't know like, your definition of it, but that's not it. Yeah. She's like, You literally just came up to me the other night telling me that you're falling for me. Um, that you're crazy about me, but now you're manipulating me. Down, she's like, that's not love. Um, that's manipulation, baby. See it for what it is, and get rid of his ass. But wait a minute. So he, and then after they have this chat, all the he goes back into the parlor. All the guys come out. Lincoln completely manipulates the situation by saying, "Oh, Nicole is really falling for me." Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, sir. Uh-huh. Like, as if you weren't just telling her that you were falling for her, like, you probably piped her down. You, like, <laughs> I just, this guy, stupid now. I think he's doing, uh, I think he's an actor. I think he's, uh, what, he's, he's doing his audition tapes for the next gig. <laughs> 
I was like, first of all, nobody's going to cast you with that stupid ass cowboy hat on your fucking shoulder. Second of all, everything that I said that was nice about you, I take back. <laughs> strike it. Strike it, Deborah. Strike it. Um, so then they have the ball. And I'm honestly, Deborah, at this point, I'm glad that we're kind of keeping this uh, epi- or this show short because I'm, again, annoyed with Nicole. Yeah. So the people that are on the farewell card this time are Lincoln, Cones, which I was like, Cones? What do Cones do? Dad like, Pod. Yeah. But he won. <laughs> like, he kept winning. He was beating the guys with abs. And then Hunter was on the card, which made sense. Mm-hmm. So she danced with Cones first, and he was funny, you know? Like, he was like, He's like, listen, just, he's like, you just sit back and listen to me. You ain't even got to talk. He's like, you just relax right now. <laughs> he was like, don't even strain those abs, baby. <laughs> he was like, um, he's like, I want to be here for you. You're amazing. It's just all the right things because Cones is amazing. Um, he's like, you know, I'm always going to want to be here for you. Be that shoulder for you to cry on. He's like, you know, if you ever need to talk anything uh, through, I'm two doors down in a cottage you know, like right next door. You just, just let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loved that, and I loved how like he just like kind of like almost did like a mic drop and like backed away and like pointed up at the stores at the stairs and like, hey, am I good to like go up there? <laughs> and you could, and they kind of panned on the family, and they were very happy because yeah. Nicole was like giggling too. Yeah, and she just like looked comfortable and happy. Yeah, his dad said he's a happy man, which he is. He's a very happy person. Yeah, um, he's comfortable yeah. with himself. It's good. Love it. Love cones. So next, she has. I think she dances with Hunter next, mm-hmm. and she's still trying to give him so many chances to talk to her and open up. And he's still. He just. He still won't say anything substantial. Like he just keeps saying, "Like I really care for you. Like I really want to be here. I really want to, you know, like." give us more time for me to open up but like he still won't say anything like he won't save himself he wasn't saying anything yeah so she sends him home hate to see him go but i mean i get it like yeah he just won't talk and just to like go back she dances with lincoln next why Mm -hmm. the why in stam's heck is lincoln even there girl this is so toxic so toxic. Like He's if I very was one of the other guys, I would have felt like shit. I'd have been like, why? The, oh, like, I know. I, like this I wouldn't guy, take it seriously anymore. Exactly. This guy is so wishy washy. Nicole is being a complete teenager about it. And and here's the thing: there was an interview with Halsey, um, mm-hmm. and Halsey was talking about the best advice her mom had ever given her. And she said that the best advice her mom had ever given her was when you get butterflies over a guy's text or a guy's presence, or any type of like butterfly feeling, that's typically a toxic situation. Because there should never be, or never be a time where you think that somebody is better than you, or that you should feel so lucky to be around this person, or for this person to be initiating conversation, or their presence with you. You should mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Love is comfortable. It's not butterflies. And I and I wish that every woman would understand that. It is not butterflies. It is support. It is presence. And honestly, it is providing for in a way that 
and I don't mean like money or anything. What I mean is they're providing the things that you know are necessity to you. And they know that too. And typically that does not come with these guys that give you butterflies. Yeah. And I think that Nicole gets butterflies with Chapman, which is like the ultimate red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, she was just talking about that. She's like, I mean, the passion, Sarah, like you just can't fake that. Girl, it's just toxicity. He yeah. is toxic. You got to let this go. You got to yeah. let this go. And he's mm-hmm. homeless. Like, mm-mm. he seemed like the cat. He seemed like the type. She have to go off to work. He's still laying in the bed and asked to borrow her car for the day. Yes. And so. her sheets and her clean bed <laughs> and the food in her fridge. Girl. He never going to help pay the bills. Girl. I can't. This man is an actor and this is just his next audition tape. She's going to end up hurt singer. again. Huh? I he was I'm, a I don't know what he is, but oh, okay. what I know is that he needs to leave. <laughs> he needs to. He, he does. And on that note, unfortunately, he fucking stays. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. Now, he starts talking about how he wants to be there and see it through and how he owes it to himself to do this for himself. Yeah, and typically when he feels fear, that's something that he should actually be running towards instead of running away from because that's his immaturity and the child in him. Um, it sounds like you've been watching some Grey's Anatomy. That's what that sounds like, sir. You just look, It just sounds like you took a script off of Grey's Anatomy and you're just spitting it to Nicole. And honestly, that's exactly why these ratings are falling because she ain't picking right and she's a little teenager and she likes toxicity. And I don't dig it. And I need some more, like, um, honestly, I need some more, like, bachelor presence. Like, I need these guys to be having a little bit more drama instead of friendship. And I need them to be, like, telling her that they ain't here for the right reasons, like Miles did. I have some appreciation for Miles now. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Picasso. Yeah. That's it, girl. It had not much to it. Just so, being yeah. upset that Leakin's still there. Ew. Whatever. No. So now we'll get into Summer House, which is so much more fun and upbeat. (laughs) It's the wedding, finally. Jesus Mm. Christ. As I put on our story the other day, I was like, we hope that this marriage lives on, but we really hope that this storyline dies. (laughs) I hope that we never hear the word prenup ever again. Sick of it. Sick of it. So, it starts out, um, funny you should say, you're tired of hearing the word prenup. The episode starts out with them still arguing about the prenup. (laughs) And I love her argument. She's like, I don't want it, so why would I look into it? (laughs) This is not a good argument. Which is a valid point. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) I mean. She wants him to show her a PowerPoint slide. She said, I should be a teacher. She's like, guess the hell you should. Like, you're the one that wants it. it. Girl. You better present it. Then they just both stress. She taking a shot of fireball. That's how you know shit's rough. Not a shot of fireball. (laughs) God, God, no. You know, what's what's that liquor for you? Or what's that drink for you, Deborah, that you can never drink again? Honestly, like, fireball. Like, I would never drink anything with fireball in it, ever. I'm not even, like... Eating red hot, like uh-uh. a little gum. I don't want it. Nope. Nope. You gotta. So, Deborah and I were like, what? We were like probably 17 or 18 when Fireball was like 
a, a thing. Like when that came out and that was a new thing, we were 17 and 18 years old. Of course, when you're 17 and eight years, 18 years old, you're either your senior year of high school or you're going off to college. What if, what, what do you think that we were drinking? Fireball. It's disgusting. I've had so many nights where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I vomited all that fireball out of me. Disgusting. Maybe three like or four hours ago. Down. Liquor's already hot going down. We don't need to make it spicy. It was that an aristocrat, or as we called it, aristocrat. Arista shit. <laughs> God, Disgusting. no. I could live a whole life without that shit. So, sorry for us to digress. But, um, so, they're, they're arguing about that in their room. But prom is still going on. And I just feel like it's not really important to mention, but... Um, I hate to be so negative with this podcast, but Paige is starting to annoy me. Um, and I've always been a big Paige stan, but her being in a relationship with Craig, and I think that her being on the show, for I think it's like her third or fourth season now, I think it's starting to get to her head a little bit because Lindsay's telling Paige how happy she is for her and Craig, and yeah. Paige complete is like being so fake, so okay, fake to Lindsay. Yeah, and she's trying to tell her what she meant when she's by what she said at that dinner when Kyle completely erupted. Yeah, um, it's like no, baby, you were slut shaming her. Now yeah. all of a sudden, because you realized Lindsay was right, now all of a sudden you're saying that you know she should feel empowered and sleep with whoever she wants to sleep with. That's not what she was saying, to Sierra. And if Sierra yeah. came up and talked to you right now, that's not what she would be saying. Well, that, and I think that she also went home and she was like, oh, no, how are people going to take this? Because if I'm slut-shaming her, that means I'm not about women empowerment. And who are the people that are typically behind me? Women. And mm -hmm. I think that that was more of her motivator by saying that because, mm -hmm. I mean, as everyone knows in the way that Deborah and I have been speaking about Lindsay, we think that she's fucking batshit crazy, but in such a good way. Like, she's just so relatable, yeah. And um, and she's living her best life, and I don't think that there's anything to judge about that because when you like she did, when you pull up the double double standard against men, and you know I'm not any woman can live her life the way that she wants to, but there is a double standard. She literally asked Luke, "Hey, how many people have you hooked up with? How many people have you dated this summer?" And uh -huh. for them to not care at all about what Luke has done, but yet it's such a big deal that Lindsay is trying to like. And not in a bad way, but sift through these men super, like, fast because she's like, I'm trying to find someone who is for me. Not, like, she's just dating, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yes. I, I noticed that, too, and I didn't like it. But yeah. whatever. Lindsay was talking about the guys, um, and she said for her it was probably going to be between Carl and Austin, which I was like, ew, Austin. Ew. Ew. <laughs> but uh i mean they're just at the prom uh they cut to danielle and robert talking and she finally agrees to move to charleston so that's gonna be a thing yeah that's gonna be a thing with the exception they have agreed that she can visit new york anytime she wants to go and visit <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> I love that, I love that friendship. That was a point. <laughs> yeah, I love that friendship so much. They are just complete ride or dies for each other, and I think that's so freaking sweet. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so yeah, and prom ends. Um. 
And Sierra makes out with Alex all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I about that. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> they go back to New York. And, like, we're kind of, like, opened up with this episode with Kyle being, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen that I didn't even plan for. And it's Kyle and Amanda get COVID. Girl. And it's just multiple scenes of them having mental breakdowns in Kyle, quarantine. Literally crying, like not even like maybe half a foot from the camera. Just <laughs> that was the best. More substantial shit. I know. Intensely crying in the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just kind of plan their wedding and they get married. Yeah. And and I will say the wedding was cute. I yeah. I haven't been like a huge fan of their relationship, but I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. This is this is a really cute wedding. Like, oh yeah, Amanda looked beautiful. Amanda looked so pretty. She did. Uh, I mean, just gorgeous. And her mom and her reaction to her was like, oh my god, you look so beautiful with for such a big mistake, but. So beautiful. So beautiful. And um, Lindsay and Carl uh, decided that they were each other's dates. Mm-hmm. No one talks to Austin. Austin walks in. No. Not a single person talks to him. No. Like, even uh, even Lindsay, like, sent him away. <laughs> <laughs> she said, and bring me a drink. <laughs> That's a real... Good girl. Mm-hmm. Good girl. Um, and then Carl and Lindsay have, like... The quote-unquote talk they have like the talk mm-hmm. um they both admit that they have feelings for each other which is super cute but carl like stands his ground you know it's not like she's pushing him but she, he's like you know like my year you're so risen until january so we can just take things day by day um but yeah they were super cute super cute if you guys hear a cat <laughs> meowing aggressively in the background that's belly <laughs> She wants to get back up on my lap. Sorry about that. She ain't fucking around. (laughs) No, she's not. She knows where she's supposed to be. Um, So, I mean, really, that's the end of Summer House. I think that this was a great uh, finale because it kind of, like, leaves us on a, oh, this is is kind of, like, where Carl and Lindsay, Lindsay says that prom is what started it all. Um, But I really think that this wedding with the talk, Mm -hmm. this, I, I really really like the idea of Carl and Lindsay being together so I really hope something comes up about yeah um okay so at the end of the episode <coughs> showing previews for the reunion and I just wanted to note that Alex okay Maya said she didn't get why multiple women were fighting over Austin which I'm like okay same z's and yeah. then Alex jumps in he's like I don't get it either he's the Honda Civic of male attractiveness he is and I fucking lost it. I loved that. What really? a great Alex. <laughs> yeah. He ain't been here the whole season, but he shows up for that reunion. Mm-hmm. And I just needed that type of energy from him all season. Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of it, he started being more present. But, I you guess. know, it would have been nice from the jump. But speaking of energy, <laughs> all the energy that you'll ever need, Real Housewives of freaking atlanta i cannot tell you how excited i am to get into this season oh my god i love real housewives of atlanta what i love even more is that marlo finally has a peach marlo has 
always been my favorite. I've never understood why she has not been a housewife, but I just to see one that Cynthia is no longer on the season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And for mm-hmm. Marlo to now have a peach and to make everyone completely forget that Cynthia isn't even a part of the housewives. What a friggin' gem. I am so excited. I cannot tell you Marlo Hampton is one of my favorite thing one of my favorite people from the franchise. And now that she has a peach, I feel like my life is complete and I can't <laughs> wait to cover every single episode of this season with you guys. So let's start it off, Deb. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Okay. 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 So it starts off, uh, Kenya's at a dance studio. And she's practicing with her dance partner, lusting over him heavily, <laughs> which she tends to do. Is there's always some man that he she moves his hats. <laughs> this bitch be in heat. <laughs> yeah. So Candy and Marlo come. Uh, Marlo is talking about her edges. <laughs> she had a hair transplant. She is. She is so happy to have her edges back. She mm-hmm. got them laid. Um. They look great. They do. It, I mean, it like, looks really good. It I would really look like it took well. Yeah. It, it really does. And th- so they visit Kenya while she's still a part of Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Did you watch any of the mm-hmm. dancing? You know, you know, I'm like a freaking, mm-hmm. you know, I like to watch the Dancing with the Stars. I'm such a weirdo. I do. <laughs> I love it. Um, but so Kenya actually, I thought Kenya did pretty well. But I don't know if you caught this, but Drew threw some shade and she was like, yeah, even though Kenya was in the bottom two for pretty much every single week, she did a great job. Oh, my God. I didn't hear that. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Candy and Marlo come, like I said. Um, and then Sheree pulls up. Everybody's just kind of talking about... Everybody just kind of gets put in the hot seat. Uh, so, so, I need, so, Deborah and I have watched Atlanta, but this, you know... I. Can I just, can I let it loose? I've been watching um, Housewives with my mom ever since I was 13 years old. So (laughs) there's a bit of a difference. Um, So Sheree, Deborah is, was dating a man who was in prison. Now he is out. So they're talking about Sheree's boyfriend and Sheree pretty much says, um, what kind of confused me was that Kenya was like, well, how's the sex? And she said, quick. But then she also said that they're practicing abstinence, which I didn't really understand. Yeah, I was like, so, but like, okay, I've, I've heard of this happening before. I think it's like a trap technique. Um, so I've heard of girls, they have sex with a guy, you know, like once, and then they're like, all right, abstinence. So it's like, now they've had a taste, and now you hold out. Interesting tactic, but yes. See, I'm too, and everybody else was really fucking confused. See, I'm more of the girl that's like, we're just not gonna like do that for a couple of months, and I'm gonna <laughs> see if you can hold out because if you can't hold out for me, like, eh. but yeah, like especially if she says they had sex like once and it was really quick, like that maybe would, I feel like that wouldn't be enough to to hold me over to be like, yeah, we can go ahead and do abstinence. Well, maybe even she wasn't very impressed. You know what I'm talking about? She wasn't very impressed. And now she's just trying to, like, figure out what she, like, how she's going to operate this. Because 
she's been talking to this guy for years now and it's like oh I've waited all these years for this guy and it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be girl yeah who uh, knows Any, <clears throat> anyways uh, Marlo's there she's dressed as Rizzo like Kenya was um, on Dancing with the Stars and uh, so Kenya's there Marlo's there Sheree shows up and then Candy is also there mm-hmm. and Marlo as asking you know Marlo and Kenya are asking Sheree questions and then Marlo goes well let's let's talk about Candy Candy are you happy in your marriage and Candy's pretty much like I ain't getting any oh yeah like straight up and like, remember <laughs> Candy is like the freak leak of all of mm-hmm. them and so anyways that's kind of uh that's kind of what that scene is so <clears throat> then it goes to kind of how marlo's storyline which is very admirable mm-hmm. so marlo is taking care of her two nephews and she's she calls herself the munty mm-hmm. uh, and so pretty much her sister uh went to i think prison Um, and because of that, she has been raising her nephews for the past three years and she's kind of going through telling, you know, her nephews are now accustomed to a certain lifestyle that they were not accustomed to before. So she was saying like, they're usually eating fast food and now they're eating healthy products and they're just not, I I don't want to say better taken care of, but Obviously, Marlo lives a different lifestyle than what I think her sister lives. And I think that her nephews have now become accustomed to that. Yeah. And so it makes me wonder, will her nephews even want to go back to living Uh, with their mother? I was thinking that, too. Like, you know, I don't know how long her sister is going to be incarcerated for. But if she gets out, it's like, like, how do you navigate that? Like, I wouldn't even want to send them back. Yeah, and and I know that obviously any you know children always want to be w- with their mom, but these kids are not children anymore. I wouldn't say. I think the mm-hmm. youngest is twelve, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like they they now understand the lifestyle. And um, anyways, so. <laughs> It's just kind of showing how Marlo is yelling from her room for all of them to get up. <laughs> and, like, those kids have such a good, like, their bed, like, their bed frame. I was like, God, I wish I could have that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like yeah. this plush velvet green. Like, and I think it's like they they both have, like, a full bed and they share a bedroom together. But I'm like, man, she decorated that room really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they they live a good life. Uh, you could see how positive their relationship was with her, and it was really nice seeing. Um, she says that she gets up at six a.m. every morning. She's like, I mean, my life completely changed like in one weekend. I thought they were just gonna be here for a weekend, and here we are, three years later. <laughs> now I'm getting yeah. up at six a.m. to make them breakfast, make sure they brush their teeth. <laughs> Which was a big when thing. She was like, when she was like, did you brush your teeth? And she was. And the younger one said, yeah. And she turned to the older one. She said, smell his breath. Tell me if he brushed his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't want to do that. She said, leave me out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Marlo. Yeah, that was, that was good. So, next scene, it goes to Drew and Ralph, Ralph um, on the way to the gym. And this was just, this was all a mess. Because Drew just kept talking about how she was a track star back in high school. 
And I'm sitting here like, oh, you know, okay. I don't really know anything about Drew since I didn't watch last season. So I had no reason to not believe her. And then oh Ralph God. was talking about how he was, he played D1 football, goes to her confession cam, and she's bragging about her husband playing. She calls him up because somebody, like one of the producers or whatever, was like, what, do you, what position did he play? She calls him, hey, baby, what position did you play? And I think he said linebacker, but I didn't really play, you know. I was, <laughs> I was like, see, that's what y'all get for bragging. What the fuck y'all bragging for? They're, they're both a bunch of phonies. And so Drew was doing all this bragging, mm-hmm. knowing damn well she's about to meet up with an Olympian track star. Four-time gold medalist, once bronze. And we don't talk about the bronze. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and and I'm like, baby, show some humility in this situation Girl. because it's you look dumb. You look As very, fuck. very dumb. As fuck. So she's yeah. sitting here bragging about her program that she's doing. What is it? Um, the weight loss program? Called? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, Drop It With Drew. So she's like bragging about this weight loss program that she's starting. Um, and she's like, it's going nationwide, baby. She listed like three states. Um, but whatever. <laughs> and one of them and was then, Florida. So I don't know if that even counts. And then like, whatever. So Sonia is a new housewife this season. And I knew that she would fit in just right because she's they're doing squats together, her and Drew. And she Girl. goes, how are people going? She's like, how are you going to drop it with yeah, Drew when Drew, Drew can't even do a squat? Because <laughs> Drew was fucking struggling. Like, the trainer was having to come up and correct her in her form. They were doing ladders. You know, like, I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. Like, that's like elementary school shit. And mm-hmm. she was, Ralph was tripping on the fucking ladders. She was hobbling. Playing like, you won my how- ass. How the fuck are you supposed to train people to lose weight and you can't even do this workout full out? And I'm not, I, I'm pretty sure that Sonia's husband was like a pro football player. Yeah, I can't, like, I can't remember, but he definitely did something. Um, so it's like, it's, it's they were almost both extremely like, athletic. It's, it's like that's that exact situation of what I thought I was buying and what I got. Girl. Drew and Ralph are what I got, but what I thought I was buying was. Uh, Sonya and Ross. Because, <laughs> like, girl, they're doing all this bragging. They couldn't keep up with the exercise. Really, it was Drew. She couldn't keep up with these exercises. It wasn't on Ralph enough for me to it say was, she couldn't keep up. It was but awful. Then, and then she starts talking about basically him cheating again. It's like, girl, like you, you've already embarrassed yourself enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't also have to bring up Ralph. You should have ditched this man when he left for for Tampa and you didn't know about where his whereabouts were. You- uh-huh. Now he and- got a female assistant texting him telling him that she can come over and give him a massage. And he says that this assistant is helping him write a book on how to be a great stepfather, sir. Sir. Stepfather is like a great stepfather doesn't cheat on the mother of the child. You ain't gonna be a stepfather if you keep doing the shit that you're doing, like going off to Tampa not telling your damn wife where you are. And not only that, but saying I'm a man to my to your assistant. What the hell? So let's let's yeah. kind of dive let's let's dive into the next scene so we can kind of cover that because this man is the definition of toxicity. And I'm just like Drew is Drew has about one brain cell left because 
I can't. I the only way that I can even understand her why she's still in this marriage is that she has one brain cell left. Girl. So next scene, it goes to Kenya's house. Uh, she gets her invite from Marlo. So Marlo is throwing a fashion event. Um, and at the same time, it starts showing scenes of all of the other women getting their invites at their houses. Um, and it's just, it's a model in like this really cool dress. She comes up, opens a laptop and plays a video of Marlo inviting them. Like basically like a zoom call. Kenya is extremely unimpressed and she lets the model know. <laughs> yeah. As if this is her event. <laughs> it reminded me of like working service. Like, ma'am, I just work here. <laughs> this yeah. is not my policy. <laughs> well, so Kenya was like, um, you need to tell Marlo that if she's going to have such a high class event, she needs to do better than just a laptop for an invite. Yes. And then the just model. Spend a bit more money, plan a bit more ahead and do it right this time. This is cheap. <laughs> And then the model who's holding the laptop goes, that's not very nice. <laughs> Girl, like, what the fuck do you want her to say? <laughs> I know. Oh, Girl. my God. It's so, Can obviously, talking. <laughs> the model goes around to all of the housewives. Yeah. And she invites them to Marlo's function as well, mm-hmm. which is um, Le Archive. <laughs> Girl, which we'll girl. get into because Deborah's French. Uh, Deborah is her background is French, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait, don't say so that. This is, you speak French? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, well no, she doesn't speak French, but she her <laughs> last name is yeah her 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 lineage is from France. Is aren't you Creole? Or like yeah, yeah. Yes, I just want to make sure that nobody thinks that I can speak French because I cannot. <laughs> you can say Mademoiselle. We we omelette de fromage. Learn that from Dexter's Laboratory, honey. Hell yeah, ding What are you doing in my laboratory? <laughs> Bye you. Um, okay, so it goes to Marlo's house after she sends everybody the invites. And her husband is telling her, or no, Marlo. this wasn't Marlo, it was Sonia. Okay, I was it about to say, to Marlo don't house. got no damn husband. <laughs> we don't know what Marlo got, but it ain't a I'm husband. So it goes to Sonia's house. She's talking to, you know, her husband, Ross, and her parents that live with her. Um, and Ross is telling her that he wants another kid. And Sonia's, she's like, I think we need to chill out, you know, because you kind of checked out. After we had Deuce, her first kid. Yeah, she's Ross like, got that uh, postpartum depression. Okay. So, I just thought her parents were funny. Because her dad was basically, like, on the same, like, man shit as Ross. He's like, I mean, you know, I help. And her mommy immediately shut that down. She's like, you you don't help with nothing, so don't even do that. <laughs> he was I like, I would the formula. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so that just summed up the male I, experience. <laughs> and I also think that such a um great as or such a great characteristic about Sonia, and it's not even a characteristic, it's literally her background, is that she's Jamaican. Mm-hmm. And she she kinda when you she's very Americanized in a way because Sometimes I don't even hear her Jamaican accent, and then other times mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, there it is. 
but when her father speaks, holy shit. Yeah. I had that subtitles is, on and like Jim, it was covering up the show subtitles for him talking. So I just couldn't even see what he was saying. And I was like, I I don't know. He is Jamaican through and through and her mom is also Jamaican. Yeah. But her mom I think her mom is a little bit more Americanized too, but her dad I absolutely loved it because I was like, <laughs> holy moly, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I liked how her accent like came out a little more when she was with her family, but it was, yeah. it was like, it's such a switch up. Um, so yeah, the next scene, <laughs> they go back to Drew's house and she invites uh, Sonia, the gold medalist and candy over to show them her meal prep (sighs) for drop it with her. And girl, she started talking about like, you know, like bragging about how her workouts are going really well and how she dropped 25 pounds in three weeks. Bullshit. Three weeks. The editing was sending me because they had the before and after picture and it was like 25 pounds with like four question marks. Yeah. But like, Okay, that's bullshit because I was working out for like six weeks. It took me like six weeks to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I work out a lot harder than what she was doing in that gym. Yeah. And she was saying she could barely keep up. So that's, she She just needs to sit down. Um, and I don't know who she thinks she's fooling. She's talking to a gold medalist. <laughs> I know, a gold medalist who had a child with abs. Um Here's the thing. Drew keeps talking about she has this medical condition where um, this like like this tissue runs up her abdomen. Mm-hmm. Here, you can you can have that medical condition. However, don't start this type of scheme and get other people involved when obviously it doesn't seem like it's working out because. But here's here's another thing. I'm from a bariatric. My last job was in a bariatric clinic. People who are shorter have more of a difficult time um, showing their weight loss because mm-hmm. when you're short, it it you might gain two pounds and it looks like ten. Like it's just it's just a thing and it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Whereas a person who is five eight five seven, they gain two pounds. You can't even tell. And it's okay. just, it's awful. It's its an awful part of life. And I think that Drew is shorter. Mm-hmm. However, let's not, let's not doctor the truth here, especially sure. if you're trying to like sell. Yeah. And like, I just don't, I just, she's not as convincing as she thinks she is. She, she, really is. she ain't fooling nobody. Her and her it husband are so, phonies. It was so funny. Cause like, I mean, husband was sitting behind me watching this. And I told him that, you know, like she was a new mom. I didn't know how long ago she'd had a baby. But he was like, 25 pounds in three weeks. Is she counting the baby's weight in that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hassan. I was like, yeah, you can stay it. here and watch this with me. <laughs> Did he watch? Did he watch most of the episode with you? He watched most of the episode. Until oh, I love that. get his food. But yeah, I was like, yeah, you can. Stay here because you got some good to say. See, I feel like Hussman would actually like Atlanta. I feel like he'd like Potomac too. Like he wanna act like he don't watch it, but like you you wanna talk shit. Mm-hmm. It's human nature. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. So, so speaking of like, you know, significant others, Ralph 
uh, Ralph walks in. Big mistake for him. Because <laughs> Sonia, Sonia, yeah, yeah. Sonia, Sonia brought up. up. Sorry, we keep we keep <laughs> wanting to say the same so damn things. <laughs> I know, I know. So Sonia brings up what Drew told her at the gym because uh-huh. Candy isn't aware of the Ralph and the assistant situation. So mm-hmm. Sonia brings it up, and Ralph, I'm pretty sure, might have cameras in the house. <laughs> Some type of way of surveillance because he walks in while they're talking about this and he goes, can I tell my side of the story? And it's like, wait a minute. And Candy straight up looks at him and was like, were you listening to our conversation? Were you eavesdropping? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, this guy tries to explain his side of the situation, but it's like, but he's obviously lying. Like he's obviously rewording things. And it's like, that's not what we asked. And that's not what you said. I know that's not what you said. (laughs) Not only that, Candy, Later in the episode, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think that it's important to note. Candy finds the assistant because Ralph has tagged her in photos. Mm-hmm. This man has some friggin' balls. Mm-hmm. Some friggin' balls. Like, why would, why, like, what? I wouldn't, you know what, it's not my life, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like, what? What attracted her to this man other than his looks? Because nothing, nothing else. Well, maybe it's just two dumb people getting together. Girl. Oh, no. Anyways, onward. Onward. Uh, so, yeah, Ralph is always in trouble per usual. But it's his fault that the girls are eating him up. And then it goes to the next scene. They finally go to Marlo's event. Um, everybody's immediately talking shit. Oh, yeah. Per usual. Uh, the first thing I heard was, all right, so we're going into a department store. <laughs> <laughs> she had all of it. <laughs> she, so it's her brand, her company. She's Le archive. Girl. <laughs> L-E apostrophe archive. Girl. So she's renting out her clothes. Not selling them. She's just renting them. Um. And she had some of her different outfits on, like, express mannequins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the glossy black and white. She had those, uh, all of her clothes on there. And everyone's walking around really confused, which the department store comment makes perfect sense. But, yeah, everybody's immediately talking shit. Uh, especially uh, Kenya. <laughs> Kenya shows up and she's like, is there food? There's and no Sheree, food. Someone said there's hors d'oeuvres, and Sheree goes, I haven't seen it hors d'oeuvre, just saying. Where? <laughs> but Kenya says, you rented a ballroom with no ball? How dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been a fan of Kenya, but I like her so much more. <laughs> oh my god, I love Kenya. I love Kenya. She's I really so do. She's so funny. I, <laughs> think that, I think that my favorite this season will be Kenya, Marlo, and Sheree. Mm-hmm. I, I've always loved Sheree. Sheree is a like a, a housewife goldmine. And the reason that I say that is because Sheree has been a friend of. Sheree has been a ha- actual housewife. I think this is the third time that she's held the peach. Mm-hmm. And it's been with seasons in between that she has not been asked to come back. And yet people still want her. So mm-hmm. what the, the chat about 
you know, the chat now is they people want Phaedra back. And I and as you know, Deborah, I've always wanted Phaedra to come back. Mm-hmm. The only problem with Phaedra coming back is that Phaedra did, you know, accuse Candy of trying to drug her um and do sexual acts. Oof. Yeah. But here's the thing. Candy, as much as I love her, never has a storyline. And there's not much to say because if you if Candy's dictating who can and cannot film with her, then is she really worth keeping, especially when she doesn't have a storyline? Yeah, she's just facial expressions. That's all she is. And money. Just strong facial expressions. Sure. And kinks. But that's about it. <laughs> well, kinks were, la- were the past because apparently she ain't even having sex now, so... Maybe that's her kink now. No sex. Yeah, no sex. (laughs) Okay, so going back to Kenya talking shit, Mm -hmm. she brings up how Marlo misspelled the archive. She's like, there's not supposed to be an E. (laughs) And Sonya loses it because she's like, I took French in high school. I just didn't want to say anything. There should not be an E. (laughs) And then... Girl, Marlo showed up two and a half hours late to her own event. It started yep. at 7 p.m. She did not walk in until 9.30. Yeah. I would left. <laughs> yeah, me Good too. Them, I would have left. I'm like, I'm tired. It's 9.30. She ain't even here yet. Like, it's- she's probably going to want to have, like, a multiple hour thing by the time she gets here. I don't have it in me anymore. Yeah, and Kenya thought that she was making her grand entrance by being late. And it was like, no, Marlo hasn't even showed up yet. She planned two steps ahead. <laughs> yep. Um, but Marlo is talking about the event and how much she spent. She spent 40000 She said, that. baby, but that don't matter because I'm going to make $120,000 off this. So it don't matter. I hope she does. Me I too. She sounded like she got it figured out. I love the confidence. Um but yeah. the girls were not convinced. They were talking shit the whole time. Marlo oh, was giving, you know, her speech, thanking everybody for coming. Um, she kept saying that she was known to dress well and have a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and she was saying, the girls will tell you that I like that old money. And <laughs> Kenya. Kenya says, no, we can't tell you that. She's like, we don't even know what she does for a living. She's a fucking mess. Uh, So the girls are all sitting around talking shit. Because, you know, Marlo's like walking around. Um, So they're sitting down talking shit, talking about how there's no food, talking about how they don't know where she's getting all this money from. They don't know where her money's coming from. They are talking shit about her still talking about dating a billionaire 20 years ago. They're just shit about everything. Just spewing shit out of their and mouth. So the bone collector. <laughs> yes. And I think that Sonya now knows that she's going to team up with Sheree and yeah. Marlo this season because she's a smart freaking woman. Mm-hmm. And if she was smart, she would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they go and they tell Marlo everything that's been said. Mm-hmm. They let her know that the girls are unimpressed. So Marlo immediately walks over. <laughs> <laughs> and she drags all of them she drags all of them through the dirt she, yeah. she Go goes straight straight for Kenya <laughs> she's like I'm just really disappointed in you like 
really disappointed in you. And then uh, Candy's like, I mean, like, everybody was saying something. She's like, okay, bet. And, like, starts talking shit about her. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenya all the while is be like, Marlo, you do not have to cuss at me. Why are, are you, you cussing at me? Why are you cursing? And... Oh, my God. The best thing was that Drew piped up and she was like, Drew, I wouldn't expect you to understand. Girl. Girl. And then she was talking about private schools. She was talking about she how she put her nephews in private school. She's like, didn't y'all go to private school? She was like, uh, Kenya, did you go to private school? And she's like, no. And she's like, okay, okay. Candy, did you go to private school? And Candy was like, no, I didn't go to private school. And then she asked Drew. And Drew was like, actually, yes. She was like, oh, wow. You're a lot less successful. <laughs> And then he, she goes, baby, I can, re-, she said something about, like, I could read y'all all night. And then the Kenya was like, well, that means you would have to know how to read. And then she goes, you're right, Kenya. You know how to read. And I know how to hit below the belt. And I was like, yes. Oh, my Girl, God. She ate them up. And then she, love she got up and walked behind. Uh, she got up and walked behind Drew just to look at her hair and told her that she oh had a on her head. I know. But we forgot to mention one of the funniest parts about the episode was what was when uh so marlo had two outfits the that night she had one outfit when she was making oh, her uh her speech and then she had another after the speech and sheree oh said sheree said she looks like those candies that my grandmother gave me in church to keep me quiet strawberry candies okay you just said that but now you want to go tell all the other girls for talking shit you just oh, told at you just said she looked like a strawberry candy. But that's that's Sheree. Like, Sheree, like, who gonna check me, boo? Girl. But that shit was so funny. That and when Kenya was talking shit, and she was like, she needed to save her money and buy her some shipping labels so she can send her little outfits to eBay. And she called it Le Bay. <laughs> Which was like, so Le funny. Le I lost it. I, I- lost it. <laughs> I have so much respect for her. I was like, how the fuck did she come up with that that quickly? This this is why (laughs) this franchise is my favorite. My favorite LeBay. Shit show, like, all at once. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And I'm I'm not kidding, Deborah. Just based off this first episode, Mm -hmm. I really think that this is going to be, like, a comeback for Atlanta because... Last season was okay, but I'm glad I love Portia. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they got rid of Portia and Cynthia because now it's like, oh my god, it's it's what we want to watch. It's we don't watch Housewives for for the high roaders. Yeah, no, we watch Housewives <laughs> for the cutthroat, the, right. the fantastic readers. We watch Housewives for the Marlo Hansons. That's right. what we watch Housewives for. Right. And I'm so Marlo brought it and I cannot wait to watch yes. her bring it for the rest of the season. I really can't. Yeah. I'm, it's so I'm good. Excited. And I'm you know what? Great. This re the reunion at the end of the season is gonna be even better. I guarantee girl. it. Girl, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, really, we could kind of like stop it there because oh my god, these these women brought it, and I'm very excited about the choices that Bravo made with the new Housewives with Sonya and Marlo. Mm-hmm. I really think that this is going to be a fantastic season. Girl, I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. What do you rate your uh, 
Does, how many glasses of wine did you even get to drink since you had to go back to the rosé? Well, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> okay. I am, so I had, um, I'd say like three glasses. I had okay. three glasses of rosé. I only had a sip of the Merlot. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, that she had to go. <laughs> I might return that. I need to return that bottle. <laughs> yeah, cork, cork and all, and be like, this shit was stale. It was old. It was disgust. Disgusting. How? Yeah. Okay. So, but I guess. Well, I won't even rate my rosé because it's an old bottle. You rate your wine. What's um, your rating? My wine. Honestly, I give this wine a a good rating of a seven. Um. <laughs> It was smooth, $14.99 at the Target, uh, mm-hmm. Chateau Michelle, Merlot. Chateau. It was really good. I, I really, really liked it. It went down like butter or warm milk with a bad mm-hmm. stomach ache. Um, but it, it was. it's kind of like that wine where you're not, I'm not saying stupid stuff, but I'm feeling good. Yeah. You know, this is, this is the wine that you want to drink around your spouse's parents. Sophistication. Yeah, definitely. So, mm-hmm. all you ladies out there that want to pop you up like this. <laughs> like this. <laughs> and you got to be around your man or your woman's uh, parents. Drink Chateau Michel Merlot because you'll be funny. They'll love you and you're not too drunk. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about you for years. Just you know, drunk things enough. don't work out. They're going to be like, whatever happened to that girl that brought Chateau yeah. Saint Michel to dinner? Yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to that girl? She was such a good girl. You know what? She watched that Bravo, and you know we just Bravo. She Bravo. (laughs) Golf claps for her. Ah. (laughs) Well, guys, we are so happy that you have been tuning in to Happy But Whining episode five. Not sure what we're gonna name this one, but I'm sure we'll come up with something clever. Um. Um, so again, one of these days we're gonna open our email to you guys telling us what you're happy to whine about. Um, maybe when we I don't know, Deborah and I are gonna have to have more of a further conversation on if we want to start doing two episodes with the a lot of summer episodes coming out because there's no way that we can do like six shows and one uh one podcast episode. But Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that further. But if we do start doing two episodes, we would love for you guys to start writing in um, what you're happy to whine about for the week, whether that be, you know, basic things like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case that's going on, or if that's something that, uh, like relationship issues or I don't even know, first world problems. We like that shit too. Yeah. So they're all all valid. Yeah. So, uh, Deborah, you got anything to say? No, honey. Okay. HelloFresh sponsor us. Bitches, you <laughs> chug that wine. Chug that wine. And we will be back with you next Sunday on Happy But Wine and Podcast. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>